now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yeah, hi, Mark. Hi. First day, I love your show. I just talked to David Lee Roth. He said, somebody get me a doctor. VX at 105.9. Joining me now in studio from DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. Dejan, how come you're not at the Pirates doubleheader? How come you're not there, Mark? That's the better question. I have a radio show. <laughs> well, I have to drive to Washington when I'm done with your radio show. So there. Well, let's let's talk about hockey because people actually show up to watch those games. Uh, we heard a lot about all the young guys in the National Hockey League this year, but they're mostly out the playoffs, and here we are. Sit against Ovi. Isn't it funny how that works? And don't forget Evgeny Malkin in there, too. I know he's not playing in game one, but when we talk about generational talents, that term can sometimes get a little bit... Uh, overused or distorted, but it's amazing now, Mark, in hindsight, that in those two years that those three players all came into the league at the same time and they're still at or near the top of their profession, at the top of the league. And yeah, I know you're referring to Connor McDavid, obviously. Well, all of them. Yeah. I mean, they're all out. Connor McDavid didn't make it. Taylor Hall's out. Nathan McKinnon's out. I'm not saying they were bad players, but where are they now? Now, I mean, in McDavid's case, I think he's going to. He's going to have his Lemieux time that he's got to deal with in Edmonton. He's obviously all that. Um, and I'm not going to hold against him like some Canadian writers did. Well, the Oilers would lose a game 6-3 to three in March, and he had three points, and they'd be like, yeah, but they're three meaningless points. So what did you want him to do, get no points? Yeah, but he's not MVP. He's not MVP. He's the leading scorer, but he's not MVP. He, he did not make my ballot uh, of any of the five selections that we were uh, we were asked to make. He didn't make mine. What do you mean five selections? Well, they they ask you to number them one through five on your heart. Oh, really? I thought it was ballot. one through three. No, one through five. David didn't even make your top five. Did not make my top five. Well, I agree, but but I, I doubt that many people look at the criteria, off. Mark. You know that totally. I, I know, but you know you know what my fear is hmm. that he gets like every third place vote because he was the leading scorer. Mm-mm. You know what's and, funny? And he, and he wins or, or makes the finals because of that. You know what's funny is later on the ballot, uh, the same in the same process of picking, they ask you to take your NHL first All Star team, and they they do it by position. And he was my center, but he couldn't be my Hart Trophy guy because he's not most valuable to his team because his team stunk. What would the Capitals do to try and contain Sidney Crosby? I think you're going to see Matt Niskanen. All over him, or at least attempt to be all over Why him. Why Matt Niskanen? Because Matt Niskanen has been the guy that Barry Trotz has used as his matchup guy. He had Niskanen on Artemi Panarin in the Columbus series, and at even strength, at even strength, uh, he did quite well against Panarin. Not so much in the power play situations. So Niskanen is his guy. Um, I think at this point, the Capitals and of course Pittsburghers themselves will know that Niskanen has. No friends when it comes to this sort of thing, as we remember him cross-checking Crosby in the mouth. Well, yeah, but, but but when he was here, he played, well, Eddie Johnston had a term to describe how he played here in Pittsburgh, and I can't repeat it, but he was kind of soft here in he, Pittsburgh. He I was. I, I had one of the Penguins tell me the other day that they cannot believe the transformation, and they meant this in a positive sense, in Niskanen's game. And it was somebody who was a, 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 a somebody who's currently a defenseman on the Penguins. Uh, that how much he's changed, how much he's gotten better, more solid in his own end. And you remember when he came to the Penguins, yeah, he he had some softness about him. He also was just all over the place. He was, you know, an, an no, offensive I, I, guy. I never thought he could be a top four, but he's mm. a legitimate top four in Washington. He absolutely is. 
What will the Penguins do to try and contain Ovechkin? Now, Sullivan isn't normally a matchup coach, per se, but I'd play Latang against Ovi. I would actively look for that matchup because Schultz and Ruedel just don't have the, the, the size and strength to compete. Yeah, they don't, and, and I'm not sure that they have. Yeah, strength is, the, is the, the key word there. I think people underestimate how strong Chris Latang is. Very strong. Yeah, that, you put him in a board situation or a corner, um, I'm not saying he's going to bowl over Ovechkin, but he's not going to get bowled over the other way. Um, I think the bigger priority for the Penguins isn't so much Ovechkin 5-on-5. Five five. It's going to be the power play aspect of it. Um, obviously, I'm not breaking any big news with that statement, but what Mike Sullivan and the penalty killers, uh, and I talked to a lot of the PK guys about this in the past couple days, they want to make sure that he doesn't get the puck. It's not so much about making sure that Tom Kuhnhackle lines up in front of him and eats the pucks. It's a matter of cutting off the passes. They feel like they did that pretty well in the series last year. What I feel like the Penguins did really well in the series last year was have Marc-Andre Fleury in net when they were shorthanded because Fleury's so spectacular on those east-west uh, plays. That's all Washington does. It's back and forth through the slot. Why is Gensel so productive in the playoffs? 19 goals in 31 career playoff games. He ranks fifth all-time, uh, just below Rocket Richard, just above Wayne Gretzky. It's amazing. It really is. Well, uh, how do you it, figure? It, you and know, can it continue? Well, no, of course not. I mean, he can't. He, you sure? He can't keep up. 31 games is, is not the biggest sample, not, but it's not tiny either. No, it, it's not, and I'm not taking any credit away. I, the pace at which he's been scoring, you know, remember that last year, too, in the Around the time of the conference final, we were wondering about him as he, you know, because he went into one of his slumps where you don't notice him, and that's usually when he's not going to the front of the net. Uh, even for a little guy, that's where he has to be to score most of his goals. Uh, his ability to embrace the the big moments, the challenges. Mark, he's not nervous. He wasn't nervous in Nashville during the final. He just wasn't. Um, he he enjoyed it. Remember, I think one of the biggest and most underappreciated goals of these past two Stanley Cups was the one he put past Rene after the Penguins went 38 minutes without a shot. Right. I, I No one talks about that. They down the right wing and just gunned it. Just, he he had, uh, I think it was Ellis no, lined he, up he, as a screen. He, he's a good finisher. I, yeah. think, I think he had a touch of the sophomore jinx during the regular season. Uh, not because of bad play, just because of fatigue. But he's clearly finding a second win right now. Yeah, he needs to, you know, one thing that I like about Washington having developed a more mobile defense compared to what they had last year when they had Carl Alsner and a couple other big bodies that aren't there anymore is that there's less of a chance that you're going to see guys like Gensel and Sherry and Rust get knocked around. You know well, what I mean? And, and they'll catch uh, they'll catch the Caps defensemen, this year's versions, up ice. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the ones that they've added... Uh, are are really attack first guys, and now Dmitry Orlov, who's become a pretty good hockey player, by the way, uh, more so in the past year than he was before. He's better than he was. I'll give him that. Yes, uh, those guys come up, they pinch, they'll be aggressive, and they will give up two on ones. And in their own end, this is something I'm really interested in seeing tomorrow night, Mark. In their own end, the Capitals are still doing that. Barry Trotz packing it in around the net and inside the box. You saw the Columbus game, game six Monday night. The Blue Jackets spent the last 10 minutes just basically circling those guys. So I think the Penguins can take advantage of that as well. Uh, what's the state of each team's goaltending? You know, I, I, I have no issues with Matt Murray. I know everybody remembers the last bad thing they saw. Uh, I look at his series overall against Philadelphia. 
And I think he's in a good place. I don't think he's going to be bothered by game six. I thought he played okay against Philadelphia, but I think he Mm -hmm. needs to take it up a notch in this series. And I have no reason to believe he won't. Games three and four uh, in Philly were prime Matt Murray. Yeah, he played really well. He was really on his game. The Flyers came storming. He played a half-decent third period in game six after, after... The only thing I really had a complaint with in game six was the Latin goal. Yeah. I mean, that was a jump shot from the three-point on. Yeah, he, well, plus that guy is not the guy you should be letting score that goal. Right. So, or, or any goals. Yeah, right. So uh, the other guy, I mean, you've seen the numbers. I mean, there's there's nowhere to hide from that. He's a 932 save percentage overall in the playoffs, 908 against the Penguins. He's 5-8 and eight against them all time in postseason games. And well, we see well, that. With Holtby, you can find stats yeah. to, to support that he's going to play well yeah. and find stats to support that he won't. But the most recent sample is he played really well in the Columbus series. He played well in the in the yeah, in the four games that he that he played, but over the course of the regular season, Mark, he wasn't good. Grubauer was much better over the yeah, course of the season. Yeah, but now maybe he's the underdog. Now maybe there's less expectations. Maybe he can just go out there and play. And the first forty five foot unscreened wrist shot that beats him. This whole conversation is null. Unless it doesn't. I'm just saying. You know, I think there's a really... He also played... I think we forget this. He also played one really good game against the Penguins last year in the playoffs. It just ended up not mattering. We're talking today, John Kovacevic. He's brought to you by the Walnut Grill. How will the Penguins cope without Malkin and Haglin? Uh, who picks up the slack and how? Do they adjust their style at all? I, I know they won't because they never do. No, they will not. Um, I will say that the, the, the picking up of the slack has to come from not necessarily the guys who are directly filling their roles, but people who are affected by that. So in well, other that's words, right, Derek Broussard. I would say, yeah, Derek Broussard and his line have to compensate for that because the Penguins' third line, if you want to call it that at this point, is far superior to Washington's third line with Lars Eller. and Washington has really four good forwards. That's no kidding. They have four good forwards. They have five. One of them's hurt. Andre Burakovsky's hurt. Right. And he's not going to play. They have four available. For so game yeah, one. they have four. They have four that are playing. Um, so I think five. Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, and Oshie. That's their four good forwards. Yeah, it drops I, off I'm a not, cliff after I, that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to argue that. Although Lars Eller has played really well against Pittsburgh for reasons I haven't fully and understood. Actually, had a decent series against Columbus as well. And so I, I will say that that your third line can make that depth difference then you kind of begin to negate not having Malkin and Hagelin up there on that second line. But the Shane and Kessel combo, and let's not pretend that it isn't a combo at this point, What those, the way those two guys seem to play together, if they together can make a salvageable, if not a quality second line, now you're making up for Malkin and Hagelin being yeah, that, out. Yeah, that's a little bit of a pipe dream. I mean, Riley Shane, Evgeny Malkin, come on. No, no, no! I'm you're going. You're the ones going head to head. I'm saying that Shane can maybe bring out something good out of Kessel, and Kessel can make up something of the difference. Uh, let's hope. And I think Chris Letang, even though he's a defenseman, mm-hmm. I think just the way he plays, if he can, if he can reach his top level, that'll influence the games as much as Evgeny Malkin uh, did. Won't argue that. What did you think of Oli Matas play? Great. So did I. I'm so I, glad I, you think that. I thought the top four for Pittsburgh in that first round were brilliant. I thought Mata in game... I thought Dumoulin was brilliant, too. Dumoulin was really good. I thought Mata in game six was about as um, solid in his decision-making and his aggressiveness and at the same time his smarts with the puck as I'd ever seen him. And, again, if you can do that to Washington... Look, this series is pretty simple. If you play in Washington's end, you win the series. 
I, I really don't think it's much. I know that's easy to say. Well, of course, duh, possession metrics and everything else. But the Penguins, if they get trapped in their own end, and if the Capitals can do some of that old school Washington cycling and they're banging down low, then the Penguins, especially uh, Ruedel, I think, are going to get exposed. If they move to the other end of the rink, none of that stuff matters. Would you dress Hunwick? I would. Of no, 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 no. But you saw him play. Come on. Okay, let me tell you. Well, I, Go I, ahead. I thought Ruida was rotten in the Philly series. He was rotten, especially in, in game. Six. He was rotten in the last game. I don't agree okay. over the course uh, of the whole series. And if you put Hunwick in at the left side, you mm-hmm. move, you move Alexiak to the right side. I think it's stand a better chance against the Ovechkin than Ruida. And I will counter that with two simple words: penalty killing, because you can't have Hunwick penalty kill. And 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 Rue Weedle's a PK guy. And all and look legitimate point. Washington was nine of twenty seven in that first round. They won that series because of their power well, play. Well the Penn's PK against Philly was nineteen to twenty one. It was really good. A lot lot because of Mr. Shehan. Why is Ovechkin always open in the left circle? You know what? I, I think because teams have realized that you know, you look at the power play goal that he scored against the Blue Jackets. Alex Wenberg, I know he's one of your favorites. He goes over. Oh, he's, he's a decent player. He's a decent player. He's their only center. He's a, no, no, uh, Dubois. He goes over. He's, and Wenberg's the third Dubois's line Dubois is getting good. But we digress. He uh, he makes his way over there, and he kind of does this like half-hearted going down to one knee. Oh, the Olay. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, gee, sorry, Sergey. I gave it a shot, man. Well, it goes. It, it blows past Sergey's shoulder. Uh, the Penguins don't want to reach that point. They want to cut the passes off before they get to him. So I think you're going to see Ovechkin left open. And one of these days, he's going to score a goal, and you're going to hear from the same people who ask, why didn't the Steelers double-cover Gronk? You know? Why didn't they double-cover I don't Gronk? know. They should have. They should have at least had Bud well, Dupree no, no, chip my, him at the my, line. My, my point is, though, about <laughs> Ovi in that circle is, I've talked about this for days. Yeah. There's no tactic to, to implement to, to stop that. The only thing I could think of is, that you would man up on Ovi and, and let the other p- guys play four on you three. You four on three. The- but, but what Ovi does then is he skates to the net and pulls that guy with him, and then the Capitals own every place but the blue That's paint. That's it. And actually, and, and the blue paint is clocked, yep. which ain't necessarily good. And the Penguins, I asked Kuhnhackel about this, and he pointed out, he said, I think a lot of people underappreciate Nicholas Backstrom's ability to shoot a one-timer. He's a great passer, and we all know him for that. But he also can really let it go well, from the, the opposite they're the, circle. They're the kings of the one-timer. they got Carlson, they got Backstrom, and, they got Ovi, who are just brilliant on the one-timer. And then he mentioned Carlson. And even when Niskanen's out there, Niskanen can really gun it, uh, including off the one-timer. So they have other options. Plus, remember this too, when Ovechkin scored his, uh, his other goal Monday night, he was down in front of the net to what you're saying. Where they, they saw something that Columbus was doing, and they're like, look, we're not just 